Welcome back to 5D Full Disclosure. This is Aurora. <clears throat> and this was going to be our last chip, but I actually am going to do one more of a chip that um, I'm feeling could be a newer chip or something that has been brought into the collective consciousness. But this will be the final chip of the ones that we've previously identified. And this one is the Star of David inverted chip. So many of you are probably familiar with the Star of David. And I first just want to preface things by saying this, right? There is a lot of misconceptions in a lot of these uh, awakening and disclosure communities where we have to understand, just as I talked about how they've inverted things to be black magic or lower intention based, they basically the dark cannot create anything new. Okay, that's what we have to understand about them. They cannot create anything new because they don't have creator powers. They're not connected to source. So the only things they can do is they can create illusionary things, which anything illusionary isn't real, right? So the only way for an illusion to keep its form or to keep its influence or to basically stay in existence is to feed off of something else, okay? It's parasitic in nature. So hence why these lower created races, these lower entities, all of that, or and also like the ego programmed mind, right, is an illusion, how does it stay in existence? These entities, these programs, these things have to feed off of something that does have life force energy, okay? So the only way that the illusion, right, the matrix stays alive, the only reason the ego program stays alive is because we feed it, okay? So anything created out of darkness can only stay in existence for as long as it is being parasitic, as long as it is feeding off something that does have life force energy to sustain it. As soon as that life force energy is cut off from it, it can no longer sustain and it dies. It, it, it uh, disappears because it was never real to begin with. Um, it's quite literally an illusion. Um, and so... That is the way that all of these things stay alive. The dark can only manipulate, it can dominate, it can take over, and it can feed off of. Those are the only ways that they are able to quote unquote create anything. So we can look at all those examples of what's happened on earth. They A, took over earth when we were in a vulnerable state, when we had just fell in dimensions. So they could dominate, right? That's one way. They took over the earth. They have to take from something that's already in existence, that's real. And then they had to manipulate our consciousness into creating what they wanted, right? Because we have creator powers. And finally, in order to stay in their illusionary power and in order to stay within the illusionary matrix that we kind of co-created for them, is to feed off of us. Okay, 
So let's get to symbolism. Symbolism, we know, you know, there's a lot of like disclosure and cue stuff of like symbolism is how they, you know, communicate, how they, and that's true, right? They do use symbolism. Um, but remember that they have never created a symbol that was theirs. <laughs> they could only take symbols that were already in existence and invert them, right? That that's the black magic of it. They take a symbol, they inject a new intention into that symbol, a lower intention, thus creating a lower outcome, thus infusing into the consciousness a black magic that when that symbol is present, it is, it, it is you know, basically representing this lower frequency. <clears throat> And I know people will get like super triggered about like the swirls, right? Because we know swirls have been used by the dark as like pedophilia, all this stuff. But so instead of being afraid <laughs> of symbols like the swirl, right? You simply reclaim it. <laughs> it was never the darks anyways. It was always the lights. We simply flip the energy of the symbol, which dissolves all of the lower frequencies that were placed into that symbol. So I'm sharing that because the Star of David is an example of that. It was hijacked to mean something completely different than what the symbol actually means. So A, it was hijacked and then used by the Jewish community. It's not their symbol, right? Um, and it also came to be seen as the pentagram, which is associated with witchcraft and, and darker things. Okay. Well, that is an inverted. That's why I'm specifying that this chip is called the star of David chip inverted. Okay. Because in its natural state, it's actually one of the angel chips, which we'll get to in the next series, but in its natural state, that symbol meant balance. It meant complete balance with all elements and thus balanced harmonics. Okay, so the original symbol of what we call now the Star of David or the pentagram or whatever was a perfect balance between all elements, earth, air, water, fire, and the fifth element of spirit, of ether of love, you know, whatever we want to call it. It's all the same thing. That was a representation of the perfect balance of the universe, the perfect balance of creation, and the perfect balance of what we call balanced harmonics, which was one of the things I talked about with the ego death series, because the distortion of balanced harmonics is again, was another tactic to keep us outside of our natural state, which is balance. So when we look at the elements, right, the elements also correlate to yin and yang, to the masculine feminine balance, right? So in, in the elemental world, fire and air are masculine. They are yang elements. Fire is action. It is the spark of taking initiative, 
of creating in an external sense of expressing, right? So especially like in astrology, we look at fire signs. They are masculine signs. They are a lot about taking action, about uh, externally expressing. They are about taking initiative, momentum, movement, right? Air is also a yang element, because it moves, right? It moves very quickly. That's one of the characteristics of the masculine energy. It moves quickly. It moves in many directions, right? Air can move in many directions. Air is also the carrier of information. So again, in astrology, when I see air signs, those are also masculine signs. They are about communicating verbally, right? Or putting something into written form. Um, when we, when we socialize with others and we talk to them and we communicate with them, we share information and learning and wisdom that's air. Okay. So, and air also represents change, which is another masculine element. We need to have constant movement and change to keep evolution going. Okay. So those two are the yang expressions of the elements. Now, water and earth are the yin expressions of elements. Earth is yin because it receives. You know, we walk upon the earth, right? Seeds are planted in the earth and they are gestating in the earth. And then through the elements of water, which is yin, through the sun, which is yang, we produce life from the earth. It sprouts and blooms into trees, into plants, into flowers, into herbs, okay? So the earth is feminine, just like Mother Earth is feminine. It creates, right? Fire and air don't really create, right? They simply move energy, okay? That's the yang aspect. The yin is what gestates, creates it has life force energy in it, which both air and fire do as well, but in a very different way, right? We, we can kind of feel the difference between these. So we know how the earth grows, blooms, creates, births things, right? From itself up into life, into trees and plants and all that stuff. Water is also yin because it's our emotions. Water moves right? Sometimes it can move quickly. Sometimes it can move slowly. But the key is that it is consciousness. Water is literally liquid consciousness. <clears throat> and that's one of the elements of yin. It's one of the elements of the feminine is it's emotional. It's intuitive and it's powerful. I think out of all the elements, we typically would think fire is the most powerful, but really it's not. Water is. And water carries consciousness. It infuses life into everything through its consciousness, through its emotional state, right? It's intuitive. And it's typically an internal process, right? Just like air is external communication Water is internal communication. When we're drinking water, 
whatever the intentions that have been placed into that water, right, is what goes into our cells. That's the Dr. Emoto experiments. So that's yin. That's the feminine aspect. Um, and so all of those elements are then perfectly balanced together through the fifth element, which is spirit, love, God, source, all of those are, are the same thing, the ether, right? It's all one thing. And that infuses all together, okay? So this chip, it has been purposely inverted to do what? To create imbalance within us. Because when we are imbalanced within, between our feminine and masculine energy, when we are cut off from the source energy, the spirit, all of that, we are imbalanced. And thus we will create imbalanced things. So that is another way in which they have manipulated our consciousness because when we create in imbalance, we can only then create things that are also imbalanced. And this is, you know, kind of what we've done unconsciously. Um, so how does this work? Well, this is going to be very much tied to, to the segment that I did in the Ego Death series about balanced harmonics and about how one of the, the ways that they've distorted us is one, they have pitted the masculine and feminine energy against one another. We can see how this has played out externally and this goes back to the previous chip we talked about, the hatred of God, which is basically to hate the feminine energy. So we have this very distorted feminine energy. Um, and for most beings, especially masculine vessels, they've completely suppressed and disconnected from their feminine energy as a whole. And then I think feminine have been pushed more and more into their masculine energy and away from their true feminine energy or they're so overly feminine that, that they're, they fall into the traps of like deep codependence, victimhood, like being overly emotional, not being able to kind of find their inner sovereignty and their inner independence and all of that. So I will, I will repeat kind of what I shared in that segment, which was that balanced harmonics is first we have to dissolve the hatred between the masculine and feminine energies. So as I shared in that podcast, I think the best place to start is to really feel into where you have deep mother and father wounds because that is what begins. That's, that's where it begins. So especially from childhood, we feel back into those. Forgiveness is the antidote to any of these wounds, right? Any mother or father wound that we developed in childhood must go through the process of forgiveness <clears throat> to ultimately heal that wound. It transforms it back into love and <clears throat> we stop repeating any um, lower relationship patterns that we first learned, you know, from childhood. Then the second is to reflect on the relationships that we've had in our life, like, you know, romantic relationships and feel into where we still have <clears throat> wounds there between the masculine and feminine. 
And again, forgiveness of those and also acceptance that these were all learning lessons. These are just, everything's just energy. And we attract whatever person and experience is required for us to find and discover more about ourselves and to transform more within ourselves. And then the third thing we do is to feel into our current state and where we are still imbalanced within. So for feminine vessels, and I know this, this topic can, can be a little bit tricky um, because there's so much emotion behind it, but I, I, I just, I'm very objective in how I share these things because none of it's personal, none of it's like good or bad. It's just, it is, it, it, it is what it is. I think the more we have awareness of it, the more we can work with it, you know? And, and the truth is that if you are, if you are in a feminine vessel, right, you have a feminine soul. If you're in a masculine vessel, you have a masculine soul. And because in the etheric, right, they, they are much more, and what we would say androgynous than what we are down here, but that's because they are in balanced harmonics. And when we are in balanced harmonics, we will all be a bit more similar than we are different. I wouldn't say we'll, we'll be, you know, completely androgynous because you either are yin or you're yang in terms of your soul, right? So they're even in the etheric, there are masculine essences, right? Like the archangels are masculine souls. They are in balanced harmonics, but they are still a masculine soul, right? Just like the father essence of God, or the, the father aspect of the Godhead is still a masculine, just as the mother aspect of the Godhead is still a feminine, but they are in perfect balance. So, and you know, there are archangels, they're masculine. The Archaeas, they are feminine, but we're still in balanced harmonics. So that's the kind of confusion and I think what we need to have a better understanding of. So if you're in a masculine vessel here, you are a masculine soul. If you're in a feminine vessel, you are a feminine soul. Now, the question is, to what extent have they, have the dark interfered with our incarnation process and all of that to create this confusion of feeling like we are a different um, essence than what we than what what vessel we're in that I don't know the answer to it is it is quite possible that that there have been manipulations way beyond my awareness right um, but from from what I understand on an energetic level creation itself and source herself would never confuse us by placing us into different vessels. That would be, creation is very simple and love is very simple. And, and the creator would never want us to feel confusion at that level, right? It, by putting us in bodies that didn't match our soul essences. So whether or not that's been a manipulation, I don't know. It very well could be. That's beyond my awareness. Um, but you know, creation understands how confusing it is to be down here, like in general. So they wouldn't ever want that to occur. So how that plays out going down the line, since there are so many beings who are going through this and resonating with a different type of vessel, I don't know how that all goes down, right? Um, 
that's up to each soul and their soul contract and honoring their path and their journey. Um, but I can only speak upon the energy, which I think is the only thing that really matters. The labels and the everything else, it really doesn't. But the energy itself is important. So the energy is, are we balanced within ourselves between our yin and yang essences, right? So for a feminine soul, the balanced harmonics is to be 51% feminine, and this is in our expressions, right, in our embodiment, and 49% masculine. That is the, the balanced harmonics of a feminine soul. A masculine soul is 51% masculine and 49% feminine. So again, we are much more alike than we are different. It's only a 2% difference, but that 2% is the importance of our soul signature. So it's going to be expressed in line with the soul signature. So I'll just talk about what are some of the ways in which this chip distorts us. Well, as I said, one, it distorts us through conflict between masculine and feminine and we again have seen this on an external level but what happens internally is that our feminine and masculine essences are in conflict one is trying to essentially uh, suppress the other and of course this leads to a lot of confusion distortion and imbalance within us we have to embody both of those energies. And so if there's conflict within the self between the masculine and feminine energies within us, well, then it usually leads to us manifesting external conflicts between masculine and feminine, you know, depending on how, on, you know, what soul essence you are. Um, so for women, you know, having constant conflict with other, with masculine and vice versa. Um, it can also go the other way where um, feminine have conflicts with each other, right? And masculine have conflicts with each other. This is all due to the imbalance that has happened within. Because when we're balanced, neither, <clears throat> neither element <clears throat> is overactive. And it's when one element is overactive that it leads to dysfunction. So across the board, no matter, you know, what, what vessel you're in, what soul essence you have, if you have an overactive masculine energy, this goes for masculine, feminine, everyone, and your feminine energy is suppressed, you will, you will go into a, an imbalance of overactive masculine energy, which leads to a disconnection from feeling. That's the first one. It's very challenging to feel compassion, love, empathy, violence, or reactivity, like severe reactivity and violence towards others, abuse and powering over others, being very dominating. Um, it typically also will manifest as a huge attachment to external people, places, and things, and having virtually no self-awareness, no inner reflection, like no ability to be still. That, that's usually part of it um, because, again, masculine energy is movement. 
So with over-masculine energy, it's a constant state of movement, constant state of, I need to do, 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 do. I'm, all I'm doing is thinking, 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 and talking, talking, talking. I have no ability to be still. I have no ability to self-reflect. I have no ability to feel. I'm just in a constant state of focusing on the external and on action and doing and accomplishing and, and moving quickly. So, of course, we can see, right, how this kind of plays out in, in the world and, and vice versa if we are, if the feminine energy is overactive and the masculine energy is, is very underactive, then what we have is too much time being spent internally. So this can lead to depression. This can lead to, uh, I think anxiety goes both ways, right? Because there's an anxiety that can come from just being super hyper-masculine, do, do, do. You're always worried about the next thing you have to take care of. You're always worried about something external, right? That's creating anxiety. You're very externalized. But I think there's also an anxiety to being overly feminine or having an overactive feminine energy where the anxiety is internal. You are, you're just unable to cope with the amount of emotions and feelings that you're having. You're not able to move the energy. You're not able to uh, transmute it. You're simply kind of sitting in it and it's creating an inner anxiety, depression, lethargy, um, stagnancy, right? Procrastination, not being able to take actions, not being able to get out of a, a stuck place. Um, it can become victim consciousness, whereas the over-masculine becomes the dominator, right? And, be, and is usually very arrogant. The hyper-feminine is in a constant state of victimhood codependency is unable to find that sovereignty and that independence within um, <clears throat> but at the same time and they can also maybe be uh, very creative because the feminine energy is where we get our creative juices from but I kind of like to give the example of like a tortured artist <laughs> it's kind of like an archetype that I think is interesting you know when someone is so deep in the depth of their like pain and suffering and emotions, which is very, a very feminine energy experience, they can become lost in it. And they become kind of the tortured artist, <laughs> where when we're in balance, we're able to transmute our emotions, transmute our feelings into healing, into action, into expression, into creating something, right? That's the perfect balance between feminine and masculine energy. The feminine gets the intuitive feelings, the intuitive thoughts. They get the creative juices. They also, femininity is how we receive, right? It's how we trust and surrender and receive. The masculine energy is how we then execute what we're feeling, how we act upon our intuition, how we take the creative juices and turn it into form and create something with it. Femininity is how we receive and trust and surrender. And the masculine energy is how we are brave and have courage and take initiative and are proactive. They work perfectly together. 
So this chip is what distorts that within us. And like I said, I don't want to get too deep into like the whole, you know, it's just a lot to get into of like how people identify and what their gender is. And it's like, I really don't know how that all works out. It's beyond, it's beyond my understanding in terms of the ascension. I don't know. I think every soul though has a soul path and is here contracted for certain experiences. And we just have to kind of accept that that is what, that is the case. And we cannot interfere with anybody's soul path and we can't interfere with anybody's journey. We just simply can't. We can only focus on the energy and let everything else go and know that the more we just focus on the energy and we focus on coming into our own sense of balance, we essentially assist with the collective coming into balance. So how do we come into balance and how do we know when this chip is manipulating? This chip creates interference through conflict internally between your masculine and feminine energies, conflict externally between masculine and feminine energies. This also distorts the embodiment of both of those essences. So typically it will present as trying to make us overly over embodying masculine energy or over embodying feminine energy. So it will try to trigger us into imbalanced states, okay? So our job is simply to recognize when we're getting out of balance. So as I said, the kind of, I guess, uh, warning signs are for anybody across the board. If you are feeling burnt out, if you are feeling exhausted, if you are feeling very triggered, reactive, angry, aggressive, you're too focused on what's happening externally, right? It's all just too much. You're getting triggered by everything externally. You're becoming too attached. You're placing too much focus externally. You're exhausted. You're in a state of constant fight or flight and like do, do, do. I need to do this and accomplish. And that is a sign that the feminine essence is imbalanced, You're not taking enough time to be still, to relax, to be, to heal, to process, to feel, and to just allow, accept, embrace, and allow. You won't feel the imbalance of the feminine energy when you feel stuck, stagnant, depressed, lethargic, procrastinating, you're drowning in your emotions, you're feeling the victimhood um, and you're unable to move forward with your life. You're unable to, you can't find the energy to take actions to, you know, to move the energy from being stuck um, to get momentum. You're unable to act upon your guidance and your intuition. Um, You're unable to let things go emotionally and move forward. Um, you struggle to find joy. Um, and, and so with both of these, it's just taking small steps. When we're adjusting either of these, it can't all be done overnight. It's simply small steps. Start incorporating things that help balance it out. So if I'm trying to balance out too much masculine energy, I need to slow down. 
I need to sit with myself and be still for some moments. I really need to work in time to reflect, to journal, to just relax, feel. I need to surrender. I need to start trusting in the universe and in source. And I need to slow down, take my time, be present in the moment, feel what I'm feeling. For, for the over-feminine energy, we need to take small steps of action. Can't go from zero to 100, but you have to start taking small steps of action. Once you gain a little momentum, you'll naturally start moving the energy. We need to cut cords. We need to actually transmute our emotions, not get bogged down by them. We have to also learn non-attachment, right? Start taking small steps, start taking actions, start moving the energy, letting go of the past, letting go of what we holding on to so that we can feel lighter. So those are some easy ways we can kind of identify where this chip is manipulating, where it's creating imbalance. And remember, just to infuse everything you do with spirit, with source, which is really presence and intention. And that's how we reclaim the balance of all the elements, um, reclaim the balance of the yin and yang. And this is the process. So I will do the, the one more chip, as I said, it's not one that was previously identified, but one that seems to be coming up. Um, so I felt I would share that and then we will, we'll begin the angel chip series. So I love you all and I'll be back soon.